You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Welcome back to Agency Highway, and this is the second replay episode uh, that I'm doing while I'm a bit busy with my Zapier course uh, production and also a quick little trip to the USA to speak at the Recurring Revenue Treat and to attend Inbound. Uh, So that's where I'm going to be for the next couple of weeks. Uh, and if you are interested in uh, finding out, or learning more about how to use Zapier to automate your business and get some time back, uh, head over to jimmyrose.me and click the Zapier course link in the header and that'll take you right there. Now, this episode was originally number 27 and it went live back in December 2018. Now, It's actually made a liar out of me because I said uh, that the episode that aired a couple of weeks ago, Work Less, Make More with James Shremko, was the most popular episode. But in that time, this one's actually uh, taken over as the most popular episode of all time. And it's with uh, Hannah Latonic, and it is one of my favorite episodes ever. It's not surprising at all that it's uh, so popular because I came away with so many notes. It was just unbelievably helpful. Uh, we cover a bunch of lead generation strategies for agencies. Um, and with the common theme is building yourself up as a trusted authority for whatever your industry is. And uh, Hannah drops an awesome uh, little ninja trick. I, I hate that terminology, but that's kind of what it was and what it felt like at the end. Uh, something I'd never heard before, and I love it. So on that note, I'm just going to head straight into the episode. Sure. So... Essentially, what I do is I help propel web design and development businesses to new heights over the next 90 days, um, even if they've tried everything else and they're just not seeing the results they desire. Um, and essentially, you know, at the end of the day, businesses want to see more leads and more customers to generate more sales. And so that's what I help them uh, achieve. Um, so that's pretty much it in a, in a nutshell. Um, and the best thing that's happened to me over, uh, I guess, the past year. So from a business perspective, um, I was a webinar guest with a partner and this has never happened before. And so it was pretty awesome when it did, where after uh, doing that webinar, I tripled my email list overnight. Um, And I was like, wow, you know, this is, this is actually happening. Um, And to date that partnership has brought in, um, approximately actually 122, uh, clients so far and reliably, um, it brings in about three to five new clients each month. Um, wow. so that, that was, that's been, been awesome. So I would say the best advice to take away from, from that, uh, awesome story mm. is that, uh, the fastest way to grow your business is through strategic partnerships, right? So if you could think of, 10 people that you could partner with, uh, write their names down, reach out to them, get coffee with them. Um, and even if you just land one of those partnerships, it's going to just have a, a great impact on your business. You know what a really bloody awesome way to start partnerships is? 
podcast. Doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a podcast. And I mean, this is just absolutely killer. And I've, I've been reading a lot lately. Again, this is a bit off topic, but um, well, not really. Um, because it's a lead generation thing as well. I've seen, uh, God, who was it? I think it's um, Agency Management Institute, which is uh, God, Drew, Drew McClellan, I think his name is. But he um, he's had like a series of posts about agencies starting podcasts for lead gen and relationship development because you could have your clients on, you know, and you can, you can do really helpful stuff. So, uh, you know, if you've thought about starting a podcast for your agency, it, it's a pretty legitimate uh, thing to do. And it really, honestly, there's not that much work to do because I've, um, I've got my thing down to a, an absolute streamlined process now. If you're interested in that, um, just shoot me a line. Um, you'll be able to get in contact with me through the website, agencyhighway.com. Uh, yeah, and I can show you what to do. Anyway, sidetracking. <laughs> well, actually, I just want to piggyback on that is that sure. uh, I actually do plan on doing a podcast um, if not by the end of the year in, in 2019, because it is a great uh, customer acquisition channel. And mm. so I will definitely hit you up to learn mm. more about your process uh, and streamlining your pod, your podcast. So. If you if you don't want to reach out to me, it's in, it's if you go to jimmyrose.me, that's my personal site. And that's where, because it didn't really belong on Content Scenario Agency Highway. So I just threw up the post there and I talk about my process, the tools I use, the microphone I use, like everything, uh, because I've read so many freaking guides you know, from all these like apparent gurus on podcasting and there was just so much crap in there. Well, they were old, you know, like things have changed a lot. Outdated, um, yeah. yeah. So I found all like the best WordPress plugins and, and podcast hosting and everything to just make my process as fast as possible because I hate doing unnecessary work. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about lead gen because uh, that's what we're here to do to, well, you, you talk about doubling people's business in 90 days. So I guess maybe it might help to start just a little bit on how you got into this, like where you started. Sure. Um, so I actually uh, started out as an engineer, just uh, learning uh, different programming languages. Um, actually, I would say it probably all started back in high school <laughs> uh, when I first learned uh, web design and web development, uh, just designing and developing pages. Um, and then um, once I graduated from college, then started engineering different software solutions from uh, web applications um, down to even lower level programming. Um, but there's, I really enjoy the uh, web application layer and just building websites and just putting yourself out there, right? Um, and so through that, I then led a couple startups uh, teaching kids how to code and um, teaching them web design and development and just helping um, you know, startups um, pretty much grow right through my experiences. Um, and so now I'm at the point where it's like, okay, um, I've done this for myself. I've done this for others. Now I just want to have a wider impact and really just, um, help digital agencies, freelance, uh, businesses to, uh, just, as I say, maximize their earning potential and just have, uh, the greatest impact that they can have, uh, through their products and services. Awesome. That's, uh, Cool story, actually. Like uh, uh, when you said engineer, I, my ears went like Boop, because I was like, because that's where I started too, but more in like industrial programming, in like ladder logic and function block diagram and all these things that some programmers have never heard of. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, okay. So where where should we start here? Do you think like what's what's the best place to start? 
Well, I think at the core of it um, is that in order to increase your sales, it just comes down to two, I would say, uh, key measures, right? So your total sales is the product of two things, which is your number of customers uh, multiplied by your average spend per customer, right? Um, and so essentially, as you adjust those two levers, if you uh, say double your number of customers, you you know end up doubling your sales, or if you double uh, the average spend per customer, then you result in, in uh, doubled sales. And so depending upon um, how a business wants to strategically grow, it's just a matter of identifying which lever to pull as well as how to go about um, achieving that um, increased metric, right? So when it comes to number of customers, um, then you want to think about, okay, how can I generate more high converting leads? Because mm-hmm. if you're trying to attract everyone, uh, which is one common uh, mistake that businesses make is that oh, yeah. they try to sell everything to everyone. Yeah. But when you do that, you end up selling nothing to no one. So if you can attract uh, the right prospect, not only is that going to uh, increase your conversions because you're able to sell the right thing uh, to the right person at the right time. Yeah. And specialization has come up quite a few times on this podcast. Like we had, uh, in fact, I think one went live today. So, uh, from Jason Resnick and that'll give you guys an idea of how far ahead I am in interviews right now, because I mean, this is, it's the 11th of October we're recording this. And, uh, this is probably going to come out in like nine weeks or something. I think I'm ahead at the moment. Um, (laughs) so I like being ahead. I'm about to go away. So, um, it's good to be, to have that content sorted for the next sort of 200 bit months. But, um, Troy Dean has spoken about it. Um, so yeah, I think I'll, um, link both of those episodes up. Um, and that'd be great. But, um, yeah, cause selling everything, anything to anyone is there's, there's a lot of traps there, right? So, uh, you can be doing too much work because you're trying to do Google ads and Facebook ads and whatever, or, you know, even lots of parts in one website. Like if you do lots of different types of websites, you've got to learn constantly, right? Whereas if you sort of specialize in something, then you can charge more because you're an expert, you know, that industry. And uh, anyway, you should be talking about this, not me. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. So, so essentially it's like, okay, people think, all right, well, all I have to do is attract uh, more customers and they kind of go to the, they go straight to tactics of, well, okay, I need to start doing Facebook and LinkedIn and Google mm. AdWords. And it's like, there's actually a few things you need to have in place even before you start attracting um, or generating traffic, right? Mm. Um, so the first thing that I recommend is that you build a trusted authority platform. And what that enables you to do is that you can position yourself as a true leader in your niche or in your industry. Uh, you can, it'll allow you to create uh, not only authority, but credibility and most importantly, trust with uh, your, your audience, with your clients. Um, but also another added benefit of having a trusted authority platform is that you can attract higher paying uh, clients and generate uh, new business, right? And so how do you establish this trusted authority platform. Well, first and foremost, 
you want to uh, set up your, your website, right? That's going to be the, your core platform. Um, and then reaching out to, uh, say, one or two outposts where you can use that to send traffic to your website. So, for example, uh, what I do is not only do I have my website as a trusted platform, uh, but I also uh, utilize LinkedIn and Facebook. Those are the two, uh, I would say, platforms that I'm utilizing to establish my authority and credibility, right? And so on my website, uh, on LinkedIn, whether it's via my profile, whether it's via uh, the LinkedIn groups, as well as with Facebook, on my you know Facebook page and Facebook groups, on my newsfeed, Across these three platforms, I'm providing engaging content that helps, inspires, and transforms my audience, right? Um, and so essentially... Just, just quickly, um, are these yep. other people's groups you are in or are you creating your own group to create yourself? Like, like just I had this kind of vision for a second there where it was like you're creating groups for, you know, let's go with the classic niche of a dentist. Are you creating a group full of dentists or is this, are you engaging in other people's places? So both, right? Okay. Uh, so essentially um, I first start out creating my own group, okay. but in, in that way I can use that as a way to um, attract or drive people into say a funnel, right? Mm -hmm. A sales funnel. Um, and I'll get to that part in a, in a second. Sure. Uh, but also, by utilizing other Facebook groups, not in the way of uh, stealing customers or clients, right? But it's more of um, helping people in those groups, answering their questions, um, even you know, working with, uh, say, the admin or, or moderator. But essentially, you're building relationships in mm. these groups um, because then they see you as a go-to person, right? Yeah, and and I can definitely back this up. I just that's the reason I'm jumping in here because I like I absolutely want to let people know that this is a solid strategy because I mean that's this is how we built Content Snare right or in our Facebook group uh, I didn't do the link I started doing the LinkedIn thing but I dropped it because it was too much but um, we created a Facebook group and I had a list of Facebook groups that I would go in and check and literally scroll down questions. And find things that I could answer, or you know, I'd search through and try and find things. Obviously, not posting on old stuff because that makes you a douchebag. Uh, if you're trying to <laughs> bring, <laughs> dig up old threads, but um, yeah, like going in other people's groups and or like sharing relevant content doesn't have to be yours. Um, you know, it, it's nice if it is, but you you, you got to tread a fine line for spam yeah, self-promotion and whatnot yeah. yeah but you know what i developed relationships with people that owns these other groups as well right and and would clear exactly. you know being like is it okay if i share this thing you know um so yeah that that's definitely a good strategy yeah because essentially what you're doing is that um by adding value to the community uh whether it's you know writing engaging content on your website or sharing other people's contents um, in these groups um, or on your uh, profile or a page, people will recognize that you're not only very helpful, but that you're also very knowledgeable and that you have the experience to solve their problem, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so once you're seen as that uh, trusted authority, then you're in a position to start, um, I would say, sending more directed traffic um, to either a 
um, landing page or your website. So for example, once you have your platform in place, you start building a pipeline of uh, targeted potential clients. And what that essentially entails is that, um, and again, this is going to position you to attract the right prospect, um, is that say you, um, it's like three components, right? You have your, your landing page um, that you're going to send traffic to. And on that landing page, you're going to make the ask for them to schedule a call. And I found that um, depending upon the pricing of your services, especially if you sell a premium service, you have a higher conversion by booking a call with them versus trying to say pitch on a webinar or mm -hmm. uh, just flat out in uh, mm. an email, hey, buy my like $5,000 service. But essentially what I want them to do is to schedule a call. Um, and in the process of scheduling a call, I actually have them fill out an application and it could be like a questionnaire or a survey, but essentially I'm um, evaluating or qualifying whether or not uh, this is someone that is a good fit. Mm -hmm. And if they meet that criteria, then um, essentially I will conduct that call with that person. Right. Yeah. And so if they don't meet that criteria, then I don't have to uh, waste my time to figure out at the end of the day, they can't afford my services or they're just not a good yeah, fit. Totally. And um, you know what? I've heard so many people talk about this, not so many, like some very, a few very smart people talking about this application form process, like um, James Shremko from the Superfast Business Podcast and the guys at um, the Hustle and Flowchart Podcast, two very, that's uh, Joe and Matt, I forget their last names, Fia, Wolf, I think. Uh, but they, they're two very good podcasts uh, that cover a lot of different business things. And these guys are well known, right? They're the, the real deal. And I've heard both of them talk about using application as the first step in, in the sales process uh, because it, it just repositions everything, you know, like, exactly. and allows you to filter like you talked about there. Oh yeah. It filters out a lot. Uh, I would say it's definitely saved me a lot of time uh, and uh, eliminated frustrations and headaches. But if mm. you think about like the analogy is like, you know, when you go to see the doctor right? They have you fill out a questionnaire or a survey uh, to kind of help um, qualify what's going on as well as to help diagnose the problem, right? Mm -hmm. um, and if you're able to be seen as, we'll say, a doctor, someone that can diagnose and prescribe versus someone that's salesy, right? Just, just buy my product, yeah. uh, then you're going to end up with higher conversions because you're going to be working with people uh, that are a best fit for your product and service. So if you're not, if you're not using uh, an application process or even um, making that initial ask to book a call, um, definitely try it in your business. Um, and if you get results, you know, share it back uh, mm -hmm. with us with the contents there and, um, and just see how, how, it, how it works out in your business. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to do something like that for Content Snare, but it, to me, it's a little bit douchey. Like, it's a software product. There's no, like, um, <laughs> you know, it's not like I can have a wait list or something or, like, a, you know, anyone can sign up and use it. Um, that said, I we definitely need to be better at qualification because we have quite a lot of people that come in and um, think about it like a magic bullet or something and aren't prepared to put in the time to set it up. Like, like 
you know, look, most process things, it takes time to set up and they come right. in they, and they never take the time or that, which means they send poor, bad requests to their clients. You know, if it's just like a, a bunch of fields or whatever um, and, and no help for their clients and they go, oh, it doesn't work and they leave, right? And I'm like, come right. on, you just need to spend a bit of time. And so part of me is almost like I should have a thing that's like, are you willing to put in the time? Now? <laughs> well, I guess like one, one thing that, that works is a different type of, it's a different form of like an application survey or questionnaire is a quiz, right? Mm. If you have a quiz up front, um, it's, it's not too as intimidating or as formal, um, but you can ask those key questions of, you know, how much time would you be able to dedicate in a week, right? Like, do you have one to two hours, two to five hours mm. and so on? Um, and that'll give you a better idea of the type of, um, customer or client that you're going to be engaging with, right? Because mm-hmm. if they don't have the time of day, then it's probably not going to work out. But you know if they do, I'm, then yeah. <laughs> I'm taking a note of that. Like, uh, I'm like an, are you ready for content snare? Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. Like I wouldn't make that the bar- like a barrier for everyone though. Cause you know, we have bigger clients, like big agencies that just hear about it or Google something about getting content. And they're like, I want to try this. So I don't want right. to make them jump through a bunch of hoops, but having that on the homepage. That's really good. Uh, just, just on this quickly too, you were talking about um, uh, applications and stuff. And I just wanted to mention my experience here because we kind of screwed up when we were doing the agency thing and we had a wait list. I remember all these like, you know, smart marketers talking about wait lists for their communities or their products. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that for a website. And I think we actually turned quite a few people off because they were like, oh, I don't know how long it will be uh, till I get my website or whatever. Uh, In hindsight, it's very obvious that we shouldn't have done that. But um, the application form, it has that same level of, I guess, scarcity or whatever. Like it makes you seem quite professional. And, you know, and that you're not going to work with everyone um, and that you're obviously in demand if you can have an application process, but at the same time, it's, there's no, none of that negativity of having to wait that you do with a wait list. So, right. And it, it definitely turns the table because mm. usually it's the client or, or say the prospect is evaluating whether or not you're good enough for them. But with the application or the qualification process, you turn the tables and you're really asking that prospect, are you, you know, good enough or the right fit for mm. us? Right. Um, and so it really puts, I would say the ball in your court versus being at the mercy of your, of your process. Yeah, prospect. for sure. All right. Yeah. So what's, what's next then? Right. So once um, you start building that targeted uh, pipeline of clients, right now you're in a position to start generating traffic. Um, And this could be done in a few ways, as well as um, just what I call a traffic approach versus a messaging approach. Um, And so if you're taking the traffic approach where uh, you can, you know, set up Facebook ads, for example, this is what I, I'll just describe what I'm using in in my business right now um, to um, go through this process. So using uh, Facebook ads, you know, Google AdWords, and even webinars to send traffic to my landing page. And then on that landing page, it has the ask to schedule a call, fill out the application. Um, and then if they qualify, we conduct the call. Um, but then what I've also found 
useful with is the messaging approach, right? So the traffic approach are kind of, um, you know, you have the shotgun rifle effect, right? Where the traffic approach, you're kind of just shooting everything out. It's still kind of targeted, uh, but you're casting a wider net. Mm. Whereas with the messaging approach, uh, we'll call that like the, the shotgun effect where it's very um, narrow and targeted. So, so the rifle, on, you mean? Well, unless you've got a shotgun with a slug in it, which is a thing. Yes. And so uh, the messaging approach, you're going to be very uh, precise and, and, and targeted in which like, for example, um, I'll use uh, Facebook messenger or the Facebook, yeah, Facebook messenger uh, where I will reach out to people one-on-one um, and not only building that relationship with them, uh, but eventually that'll lead to, Hey, let's jump on the phone, learn more about each other and see how we can help each other's businesses. Uh, do the same thing on LinkedIn. Cause that's my, my, uh, second, uh, main authority platform is again, using LinkedIn messenger of reaching out to people one-on-one, mm. uh, building that relationship. Um, and then again, trying to get them to, uh, book a call. Uh, and then lastly for the messaging approach is via email. Um, you know, your email list is critical to your business. And so if you're able to segment your email list properly, then you can use very um, specific and direct um, messaging uh, via your email to your subscribers uh, to get them to schedule a call. They fill out the application, conduct the call. Um, So the traffic approach, uh, as well as the uh, messaging approach. So I say the traffic approach is like one to many, mm. uh, whereas the messaging approach is uh, one to one, but they all converge to um, either a landing page or scheduling a call um, so that uh, I can then begin the um, the closing process. Right. Yeah. Nice. So with the traffic approach, uh, you mentioned Google ads and Facebook ads, and I always, like, I don't know many people that have really made that work for agency stuff or maybe they're just not doing it right so do you have any like tips there like just because the cost cost per clicks and so high in that space right yeah so with i would say um i do use when it comes to facebook ads versus google adwords i do use facebook ads more often probably Mm. it's like an 80 20 uh just because google adwords just has the most expensive cost per click um Mm. And so uh, with Facebook ads, what I would recommend is not only being as specific as possible, right? So for example, um, you want to not only identify the niche that you're in, so let's just say web development, right? Um, And then having a second tiered, um, I think they're called attributes, where essentially I want to say target businesses that are related to web development and um, say do SEO. Right. Right. Um, and with that, it's going to narrow down your, uh, uh yeah. Audience. So like getting a cross section. Yeah. And right. Cause usually people just do one level, um, of, okay, just make sure they're interested in web development. 
Yeah. Uh, but that's not specific enough. This is almost like a whole other topic because I could talk about this for a while. I've learned oh. a bit about this cross-sectional stuff where, yeah. you know, um, like being able to say this and this and this to really narrow it down. Like you could say people who are into dentists and in my city and uh, our Facebook page admins because they're probably going to be more likely to be a business owner in that case and whatever um, to really dial in that audience. Yeah, I try not to go beyond three. But I find the uh, the sweet spot is two, no more than three. Um, but yeah, it depend on the reach, right? On the audience size and the the industry you're in, because it does give you that little gauge on the side right. about um, how big the audience is and how tight or broad it is. Exactly. You don't want to be in the red where it's uh, <laughs> yeah. or you know on the opposite end. But not only that, uh, you definitely want to make sure you're using the retargeting pixel oh, on yeah. your website, right? Um, and so for me, what I do is I try to, um, not only retarget the people that have visited my website, um, but have say engaged with my ads or, um, I definitely upload my, um, business email list, uh, Mm. up to Facebook. And really I'm just trying to, um, target, um, my subscribers, Mm. um, as well as those who have visited my, my webpage. So Mm. The only time that I'm doing, um, I'll just say cold Facebook ads, um, is when I'm trying to either have them sign up for a lead magnet or a webinar. Yeah, I was just thinking that the webinar approach, because like, you know, I, I think you'd have a quite a hard time marketing to a cold person, like someone, and by, if you don't know what that means, it's like uh, someone who's never heard of you before. They just saw your ad, they click through, they're probably unlikely to book a call with you. But if you have a webinar about how dentists can add four bookings per week or something, uh, you know, very specific to that market, you might have a lot more um, success in getting them to sign up for that. And then obviously you would have them on your email list and you can sell them later. So yeah, webinars seems like a really good choice for that kind of thing if you have a niche. Yeah. As well as uh, if, if you want to take the lead magnet approach, which definitely has a lower uh, cost per click compared to like doing web, uh, webinar conversions, yeah. um, our checklists, any sort of like checklist or audit, um, people are, business owners eat that up like, like hotcakes, right? <laughs> um, but for the most part in doing my Facebook ads, I'm just, um, retargeting uh, people that I at least have a relationship with, right? So yeah. someone that's visited my website um, or is on my email list. That's a good idea, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so essentially that's that's the the main, I would say the, the key steps, right? So you've built out your trusted authority platform. Um, you start um, laying in the elements to build a pipeline of your targeted uh, potential clients. Then you're driving traffic, um, or I'd say you're driving visitors, whether through the traffic approach or through the messaging approach. Uh, once they book that call, uh, well, you review their at, uh, application to make sure that they uh, meet your criteria. And then once you are on the call and you're conducting it, right, that gives you the opportunity to understand their pain and frustrations. You can um, help diagnose the problem, again, that whole doctor analogy, um, and then prescribe a solution that is unique to their business situation. Absolutely. So is this just, I was just thinking, like, do you teach all of this? Is this what your course is? Is this like this messaging, like building your platforms, uh, the messaging component, et cetera? 
Yeah, so for the, uh, the one course that I just recently put together uh, to help uh, freelance uh, developer and designers uh, is essentially the whole end-to-end system. Right. Um, so going from, you know, not only trying to attract anyone, but who's your, your client avatar, who's the right prospect to, of course, yeah. uh, to attract, um, and then it goes through this process of um, how to set up your platform, how to target potential mm-hmm. clients, the funnel that you need, as well as uh, the different ways to uh, generate more sales and double your revenue. Yeah. I uh, just actually something that ju- you just jogged my m- mind from there is the double your revenue thing. Uh, I was thinking at the beginning, cause you were saying you can double how much you charge people or double how much, uh, how many leads you get. Um, but it's like that classic compound effect, right? So what's the square root of two, 1.4 or something. So a few times both by one, you only need 40% increase in both of those to double your revenue overall. I believe that maths checks out. <laughs> yeah. So, so actually, so I, so I did the math on it, right? So if you think about, um, right, going back to those two measures of increasing your number of customers, as well as your, uh, number of the, the average spend per customer, um, definitely if you have a increase of 50%, then in each of those, then you definitely have, uh, you definitely double your revenue, right? So if I have a thousand customers and they have an average spend of a thousand dollars, that's a million dollars right there. Mm. Um, but if I increase both by 50%, so now I have 1500 customers and they each spend $1,500, then I think that comes out to about 2.25 million, right? So right there, so if you do at least forty percent, yeah, uh, but it's definitely easier to, to remember. Okay, just fifty percent, right? Right in SmackDown. Yeah, like yeah, that. true. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just cool. how, yeah. like, you know, and if you, you know, if you increase your conversion rate from leads to customers as well, you know, that's and it all compounds on each other. Um, what we didn't really dig into there, um, what I want to cover is is messaging because I know this. Like I guarantee there's, there's people listening going like, oh, I don't want to do outreach or like that's spam or something, you know? So I want to, want to squash that a little bit because I know there's bad ways to do messaging and there's good ways to do messaging. So I'd like to hear a little bit about what you teach, I guess here, or what you recommend. Sure. Uh, well, the first thing you definitely don't want to do is say, hi, buy my product. <laughs> <laughs> really? I thought that would work. <laughs> um, or even. Uh, you know, leading with what you do and what you think you can do for them and what you think they need. Um, and so I, I actually, I just take a very personable, so if I'm doing the messaging approach, right, um, I take a very uh, personal uh, approach where essentially I will um, ask the person a question, right? Um, so for example, I'll just do this on the fly, right? Um, so I'll, I'll ask you, James. Um, so can you give, um, like, Hey, I'm writing an article and can you give a, uh, tip or two about the best way that you, um, attract new clients? Right. Um, and by presenting a question along with showing how I can, um, add value to this person, um, in which like if I'm taking the article approach, then I'm going to give that person um, exposure. I'm going to, um, you know, help build their reputation and their authority. Mm. But I haven't asked for anything yet, right? Um, and so I'm just saying, hey, I'm writing this article. I'd love to include you. Do you have a tip or two? Um, and then based on their response, 
pretty much I'll gauge it of um, how to follow up with that person, right? So I'm trying to understand more of what they do. Mm. Um, and the way that they answer the question, it'll also hint at one of their pain or frustrations, right? Um, so like, for example, I had one person say, Hey, you know what? I really need help in this area. But one thing that's, um, that has worked for me is X, right? So now I know, okay, I didn't even ask this person, do you have Uh trouble with clients? Um, but just by getting to, by asking a very simple question, um, people will tell you more than what you expect. And through that, I can then start building a relationship, either sharing them resources related to that, um, or sharing a, you know, an exchange, a tip of mine. Um, and then eventually that will lead to, Hey, you know what? I've had a great time, um, chatting with you. Uh, love to learn more about your business. Uh, let's talk on the phone. This is awesome. Like that's an approach I've not heard. Like, I've heard like something like this talked about, you know, like getting, uh, you know, we could create a blog post of people in our space, like, like other web des- um, people that serve agencies to get content snare promoted. Right. Because then they're likely to share that post out. Like that's, I've heard that before. This is like a little twist on this where you're getting your audience to contribute to something. So you can get content out of this as well for your site. Uh, you know, the, exactly. obviously the prerequisite to this is knowing your client because you can't just don't want to reach out to everyone. But if you could have a, um, a post about like top 10 marketing tips from successful dentists or something. And mm-hmm. in the process, you've also landed a few clients out of it just by asking people if they want to contribute like that. Oh, that's, that's epic. I really like this. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely, um, Simple and subtle, yet very powerful. Yeah, it's huge. Um, I'm trying and, to think how I can use this. I'm just like, like I feel like a thief on this call. I'm just like, I'm, take, <laughs> I'm so, so selfish. I'm like, this, this is what my podcast apparently is. It's just ask people for advice and then steal it and implement it. Yes. There you go. <laughs> and then you just give credit back, right? And Absolutely. Then back to the podcast. Yeah. Um, but it's essentially the, it's like as a framework of, um, let's say you, you don't like writing articles. The whole point is that um, you are first providing value to your prospect Mm. before you make any ask, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So whether that's, hey, um, I love to have you as a guest on my podcast, or I love to bring you in as a webinar uh, guest, anything to uh, make that person look good, right? If you can make them look good, um, then it's easier to, to build a relationship. Uh, with that person. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, and then eventually it leads to, you know, a call, right? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I love it. You know what? That making people look good is key as well, right? Like it's, um, it's on my actual weekly to-do list to be like, look at who I've spoken to recently or like partners and stuff and being like, who's, who can I make look awesome this week? You know, like, are they launching something? Have they put up a new blog post or something? So I can be like, oh, guys, check this out. So it's like, that is super powerful when people see um, your, like their stuff getting shared or whatever, right? Um, right. Because, I mean, it's, it's validation yeah. for uh, what they do. Um, and I would say, I mean, isn't your weekly newsletter... Uh, that makes people look good every week, right? Yeah, and that's that's usually one of the ways, right? Like, 
that's actually one of the ways I make people look good is by, because I have a lot of people's feeds in there that I pick out stuff from and I will intentionally try and pick out certain people's information. If Well, you know, it's, it's obviously got to pass the is this awesome test that I try for everything that goes in there. Right. Um, but yeah, it's... um. And if you want that, by the way, it's at contentsnare.com slash weekly, uh, just a weekly newsletter that uh, I was so blown away when we started talking and you were like, oh yeah, I've, I'm on your newsletter. I was like, wait, no way. And I looked up your email and you'd subscribed like 12 months ago or something. I was like, get out of town. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just, um, you know, trying to stay on top of things that are um, happening in the industry and just trying to stay current. Uh, yeah. and I was like, okay, you know, web design newsletters and, uh, you know, no contest came up and I was like, awesome. all right, subscribe. Awesome. So, that's so yeah. cool. It came up like that. But I mean, that's one of those things like the podcast that when people actually, actually take the time to respond and say stuff like, you know, I've unsubscribed from every newsletter except yours and you know, like, holy crap, like. <laughs> that's like some really good feedback. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually one of those uh, people that I, I subscribe to very few newsletters and yours is amongst my like top 10. So Yay. thank you. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think we can probably start wrapping that up because there's so much stuff here. Like uh, even, even I've got a bunch of to do's out of this and I'm sure other people listening do as well. Uh, and we don't want to like explode their brains too much or make this it's a fire hose effect, <laughs> right? Yeah. Drinking from a fire hose. I love that, that analogy. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So I think we've kind of done that already. So I think we should, we should um, let people know where they can go to, to actually take their time and have you teach them this. Uh, where, where would you like to recommend people go? Yeah, so uh, definitely check out my website, inventwithcode.com. Uh, you can uh, reach out to me via email. That's hana at inventwithcode.com. Uh, so that's H-A-H, and is in November A, at uh, inventwithcode.com. Uh, and I would love to you know, learn more about you know, people's businesses, how I can help. Um, and yeah, hit me up sure. uh, those two ways. So that was invent, uh, I-N-V-E-N-T, just in case that's not coming through clear on the audio, inventwithcode.com. Um, but let's, I'll just the last, last few questions. So what would you go back and tell Mini Hunter just starting out on, the, on this journey, agency life? I would say my, my recommendation to Mini Hana would <laughs> be to uh, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Oh, massive. That's huge. Yeah. Because it's, it's very easy to get distracted by what other people are doing and it might seem like their success happened overnight. Um, but a lot has gone into the making, right? And yeah. so, um, I would say remain focused on your journey, uh, march to the beat of your own drum and just know that it's going to work out, right? So don't give up and, uh, just stay stay focused. Nice. Yeah. And that, that's huge. Like everyone's pretty bad. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people are very bad at comparing themselves to other people, you know, like even with content snare, like I see other SaaS companies that are where I want to be and I'm like, Oh, they're there already. And it's like, we've been out a year, dude, like chill. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, so yeah, like that's, that's good stuff. Oh, what's your favorite piece of technology right now? Oh, Zapier. 
Ah, um, <laughs> yes. Say, right? Zapier makes me happier. Uh, I love <laughs> Zapier uh, just because I try to automate as much as possible. Mm. And, you know, uh, being an engineer, being a developer, um, I just love automations and how I can make things um, easier and faster. Um, and so it just saves me a lot of time. And so oh, at so the end much. of the day, it makes my life easier. So Zapier for the win. I'm actually in the process of writing out my outline for a Zapier course. I've done most of the outline. I just need to sort of sit on it and think because I want to teach people about it because I talk about some automations and people are like, wait, you can do that? Or like, how do you, you know, how do you do that kind of thing? I didn't know Zapier was capable. And when you have that developer mind, I guess, um, especially like, and you want to automate everything, especially because I came from automation engineering, um, (laughs) I like, I, I think I might do a lot more with it than most business owners. Um, so I really want to show people what they can do because uh, it uh, saves so much freaking time. Some of the things you can set up, like for example, all like when this podcast goes live, I literally do nothing. It, uh, but it pulls out the featured image um, and puts that on Instagram with some hashtags and it's sharing it in my Facebook group and on my LinkedIn and like all with different text as well. Like I can rotate different bits of text. Like it's, yeah, so powerful. Anyway, <laughs> again, that's like a whole nother episode. Yeah. <sighs> all right, uh, let's wrap that up. So thanks for joining me, Hannah. Yeah, and thank you so much for the opportunity. And um, yeah, had a blast. It's been, it's been awesome. This has been one of the longer episodes too because I think uh, there's just so much stuff we could keep talking about. But if you want to find out more, go to inventwithcode.com. Did you have something else you wanted to send people to, like a lead magnet? Um, yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so yeah, I have a, a lead magnet. Uh, of, it's a checklist of you know how to double your business, right? So it's 50 plus ways uh, to uh, double your business. So you can go to inventwithcode.com forward slash DYB, which is short for double your business. Nice. Inventwithcode.com slash DYB, which I will put in the notes. And I just realized how funny it is to call something a lead magnet when we're telling people to go and sign up. That is my bad. I'm sorry. But um, look, I think we all know what that stuff really is. Um, no one's no one's that silly. Um, you know, you you. I'm very happy to sacrifice my email to get something that's valuable, right? And especially if I am going to get other awesome stuff after I sign up. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, let's wrap it up there. Um, man, I just look at my notes here and how much stuff that I want to do out of this episode. <laughs> that's good. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. All right. Uh, yeah, again, thanks for joining me, Hannah. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Uh, And I will see you in the next episode. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more, and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.